Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Declassified UFO File, the Blue Book Sessions. This is episode two of season one. Technically, this is because it's no longer the Bebop Sessions. It is technically season two, but I'm saying of this show that we're doing, it's the second episode of season one of Project Blue Book. And today's episode is called The Flatwoods Monster. And the description follows Dr. Hynek and Captain Quinn investigate a West Virginia case of a woman and her two children who witnessed a flying saucer crash near their farm and an alien being one to emerge from the fiery wreck. It is based on the Flatwood Monster's case. So, technically, this is a real case, just like the last one, the Fuller Dogfight, that Dr. Hynek and Captain Michael Quinn investigated. It starts off with like just a basically like a what if and whatnot, like what happened in the previous episode. But then it goes into a woman and her kids. I have to remember. Like, um, let me take a look at the kids' names if I can find them. If I can't, that's okay. It's not a big deal. It should, okay, yeah. Give me a second. I'm just trying to see if I can find it, but I guess I can't. That's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. I just remember this episode was basically about these two kids, like the kids and their mother finding what seemed to be a meteorite that crashed near their farm, maybe a couple minutes away, and they had the dog with them, and basically, they go over there, they decide to investigate themselves, and then they see everything on fire, it looks like there was a bit of an earthquake of sorts, but it looks like also like a forest fire. And they decide to look this, like look around a little bit further, and they see some sort of creature that looks like an alien of sorts. They don't really know what, but they say it's an alien. Just try and, I guess, make sounds and try and talk to them. I guess I'm not too certain on what was going on. All I know is that's what was happening in the show. And due to this, I guess, part of the craft. The two kids get very, like, painfully burnt near their eyes. So they they run off. Dr. Hynek is uh, visited by Captain Quinn. And they say they have a case in Western Virginia. All the while, Dr. Hynek has been kind of thinking about the last case, how everything was going on, and he doesn't really believe everything that he's being like led to believe in a sense he still feels like there's something more to it and uh his son talks to Captain Quid for a couple minutes and like is happy to know that he's the one that like uh his dad's working with and is just very very fascinated about everything and he has a few questions to ask which you know what I would be the same too if I was his age but Quite frankly, I'm not in that era, so I can't really say much about it. I'm just an old man who's 
sipping a whiskey while watching these episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old man, all right. But overall, that's beside the fact. Basically, what they do is they head off to West Virginia. They're talking about the case. It almost feels like an X-Files episode of sorts, but this is based on real content. But they're talking about it and how the locals, like the cities, the, lo- the locals in the whole county decided to, the whole town itself wanted to look around for this monster. And then when they didn't find one, they decided to turn on her, like turn on the mother of the two kids and said that she's the problem. She might be the monster that they're actually looking for. They think it's all a hoax or whatever. Meanwhile, while the entirety of the whole group, like how Quinn and uh, Heineck are investigating, they talk to the kids, they try and talk more and see what's going on. Then they look, and then the mother takes them over to the site of the crash. And um, Heineck just like talks about his past a little bit when he was younger. He had scarlet fever, he was in bed for a whole year, and he kind of knows all this stuff because. Gwen is kind of like saying, hey, how do you know all this stuff? He's, um, Heineck just kind of says he read the encyclopedia like twice because he was stuck in his bed for a whole year, which I'm going to take a look. I don't think that was actually true, but you know what? I'll take a look anyways myself. I mean, it could be very well true that it did happen, but right now, I'm not too certain. I'm gonna take a look. It doesn't say anything about it, but you know what? Maybe there's a personal life thing. No. I guess it might have been just something that was just for the show itself that they said that because there's not really much about Dr. Hynek's life where I was looking, but that's okay. Meanwhile, while this is happening, it looks like Mimi and Susie go off and just explore the town for a little bit after, because uh, it switches to them and more or less, I guess... They're doing that, they're hanging out, doing whatever, enjoying life, and doing whatever they want to do, while Alan is out of town with Michael, and more or less what they're doing is they just kind of like, go to this bar of sorts, I I would call this maybe a beatnik club, because it is the 50s, I, I would have to maybe call it like a beatnik sort of place, I mean that's what I'd maybe describe what the term is for the generation, because it was like a young person in the 50s and 60s. And it was, I wouldn't call them hippies, but like, I would definitely say like they're one of those stereotypical people in the 50s and 60s, very early 50s and 60s that kind of we're all about the daddy-o and all that sort of thing and that sort of element. Like, they were all... Most of them were very, very dressed like it in this place where they were. And it's very different for Mimi. She's not really used to it all. She's seeing men making out and kissing and she's seeing women making out and kissing. It's very 
it's a very LGBTQ plus sort of place that she's not used to seeing before because she's never been there. She knows of it, but she decides to uh, leave right after because she just feels so uncomfortable. And Susie decides to talk to someone to help her moralize, I hate to say, do more investigations on Dr. Hynek, but she, I guess, works with some guy that apparently is able to help her find some more information on what he's up to. When she does that, we find out that, uh uh-oh, something's up because she's visited by someone who knows her well enough, but we don't know what this guy is or what have you. We'll find out later on in the episode. Meanwhile, back in West Virginia, Hynek and Quinn are able to find the meteorite that crashed, and, uh... Uh, Quinn calls the Air Force and calls up, calls who he needs to call up the higher ups. They can get it out of there. Heineck wants to kind of investigate a little bit more. Quinn says no, don't worry about it. They're professionals. They know what they're doing. He decides to just let that be the case, and they just move on. They go back to the the house. The what's the parent? And the kids, like, the ones that discovered the place. And they decide to kind of t- like just say, okay, this is what happened. But they mention that there's someone else that saw the meteorite come down. So they go and visit the person that is at the mental asi- the asylum that saw it. And they decide to just say, hey, okay, we believe you, but we want to know more. Like, this is what you saw for this creature and whatnot. We want to see a little bit more. And then they decide to say, okay. The case is closed, we'll just keep going, and then we find out that the main witness, the kids, went to the press. And now there's a whole mob out there trying to go after them and say, we want you dead. While Quinn and Hyena kind of say, hold on, hold on, hold on, let us do our jobs first, please. Gentlemen and ladies who want to attack, let us do our jobs, let's just calm down. One of them, just like one of the locals, decides to go right to Quinn first. He disarms him and says, I'm in charge. Let's just all calm down. Let me and Dr. Hynek do our jobs, please. And thank you. Don't involve yourself in anything further, more or less. And then after this has happened, we find that Hynek is going to go back to the area with some meat or something like that, and he's going to test out a theory of sorts, because he thinks he found a way to lure the creature out. We don't know exactly, but we find ourselves finding the actual creature being a longhorned owl with its wings like just completely spread out, and they decide to say, this is what happened, this is what it was to the locals and to the press and they say okay case is closed don't worry about it Heineck is still unconvinced and he decides to go a little bit further and delve into visiting the person at the asylum uh, the witness at the asylum one more time and says that there's a guy in a black hat that has been uh that was here and knows you but wants you to kind of just slow it down I guess and gives she gives him a clue that was something that he saw in the last episode and they decided to he decides to just say whatever I'll keep this and kind of 
look further into it. Meanwhile, Heineck, well, Quinn calls up General Harding, and they talk about everything that's going on. He's saying that Heineck is kind of stiff around the edges a little bit, but he's still a little curious on everything, and he wants to kind of help us a little bit better, but in turn, he wants to kind of do what he can, this and that. After, he, after they do that, after they have the conversation, the witness that was at the asylum found themselves swanned like found themselves like just jumped out the window we i think it's from the man in the black hat but i don't know exactly how it happened but i saw him doing something and then she sees him as well and then he she jumps out and dies out the window and onto the steps of the asylum and dies after that quinn and heineck go to dc and talk with the main generals general harding and um what was the other one? General Harding and... General, it was General Harding and I know... What was the other one? General Harding and... What was his name? It was General Harding and... What was his name? General Valentine. That's what it was. I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. But that's okay. After all, they go through all this. They just say, okay, whatever. The cases are closed. Here's your compensation, Dr. Hynek. Let's get you home. Well, Quinn is kind of back at his office. Talking with Hynek a little bit. Discover- like, just discussing it all. And Hynek still feels like there's something strange about this. And he wants to kind of talk to Quinn about it. But he can't. All the while, Susie and her friend are decoding it of sorts and coding it, I guess, to the KGB. Which, I'm going to tell you right now, when I first saw this person, who was the neighbor of the Hynex, I didn't think she was a KGB agent at all. I just thought, okay, she's whatever. But, um, more or less, I didn't think she was that much of an issue but I guess she is. But right now, I don't really know much else. But I do know for a fact that there will be more and more issues, I do believe, that seem to show up. But right now, I cannot tell you. What I do know about this episode is this episode was interesting, to say the least. I didn't know what I would find good about it. This is my, this is really, I've tried to watch this a couple of times, but this was the first time where I watched it in full and was able to kind of talk about it. Out of one, like from a scale of from one to ten, this episode is a decent six. It's almost a seven, but there's some moments where I'm just like, this is a little bit much. But overall, I like the idea of how they're going about the investigation Quinn just doesn't want like doesn't want to have everything go further because he's just kind of under orders to just say you know what this is what we just need to explain to people this is it case closed but let's move on well Heineck wants to kind of do more digging a little bit which is fine I'd be the same as Dr. Heineck as well as Dr. Like Michael Quinn the Captain Quinn as well I'd be a mix if Project Blue Book was a real thing today if it was, if I was a part of that project today I wouldn't be even talking about it. 
today. I wouldn't even be talking about anything that I've done for the government. But if I was doing that, I would actually be a bit of Captain Quinn and a bit of Dr. Hynek. I want to dig a little bit more, but until I found myself just thinking, okay, I found enough, then I would do Captain Quinn's orders of just like, okay, case is closed. That would be me. That's it. But I think this is a good series. I'm going to keep watching it. Like I said, I've made a promise to myself to keep on doing these podcast episodes for Project Blue Book, and this will be the second one. The third one, I don't think I mentioned what the third one was in the last, uh, like the how we're going to do it, how it's going to be that way. I don't remember mentioning what episode three would be called. And for that, that was my fault. And I don't, I don't even remember mentioning episode two, so that is my fault. That will be something I will fix later. The next episode will be the Lubbock Lights. Now, until then, my fellow viewers, I still have to figure out a name for this part, like for my viewers. Instead of my Space Cowboys and Cowgirls, I don't want to use that. That's the past one, but if I have to, I will think of something. If I have to, I'll just say my UFologists, or whatever it is. I'll find, I'll figure something out. That's beside the fact. Until then, this transmission is ending. This is, this is me signing out. And transmission. <laughs>